Hi guys, welcome back to The Body Talks Back. I'm Sarah Romeo White, and on today's episode, I talk to my best friend and soul sister, fellow hyphenated last name human, Lorena Gomez Sanchez. Um, I'm super excited about this episode, but I'm also really nervous about it. I have a feeling you're going to listen to this and be like, why, 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 why were you nervous? I don't, where, where is this? embarrassment that you speak of because my husband listened to it and he was like what what are you concerned about here um but the thing there's a thing that happens you know when you talk to people who you're super close to especially about some of the stuff that we talked about here and some of the things that I knew that I was going to bring up in this conversation where me listening back to it I can hear where I was nervous where I was talking too much because I was nervous where I didn't really give space for Lorena to like answer actual questions or like say things um because I was just slightly terrified um And yeah, that's partially because uh, when I started this podcast, I started it knowing that I was going to interweave my story through speaking to people who I'm closest to in my life, um, my family. And I consider Lorraine a part of my family. I consider her to be uh, one of my sisters, a sister. Um, We've been best friends since we were 13, 14 years old. Um, And, you know, there's a lot that goes along with someone who has been with you for most of your life and has seen all the different ups and downs. Um, and you know, especially for me, my, my teenagehood was really intense and crazy. And, uh, Lorena was there for all of it. And then after, um, we lived together for two years with my now husband, um, Ben. Um, and yeah, so, so it makes me a little self-conscious <laughs> and nervous. Um, I was like really struggling when I was editing this, wanting to take a lot of stuff out that I didn't take out um, because of how I was feeling about my part of things. Um, but I left it in because I think that it's important um, for, for me um, and maybe for you guys to hear, you know, a conversation between two best friends who've known each other for for a very long time. I don't know. We'll see. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so there's a a few things that I want to explain on this. So this intro might be a little bit longer than the other ones. Um, But uh, we recorded this in November. Um, So obviously a lot of time has passed since then. I think it was like a week after Halloween. Um, And so a lot has happened in both my and Lorena's life. Um, So just to just a couple things to touch on. Lorena has since graduated grad school, um, which you'll hear her talk about essays and stuff like that. Um, And she also got engaged, which is so exciting. Congratulations to Lorena and Ben and Lorena on all these milestones. Um, So yeah, uh, speaking of her future husband being named Ben, um, Lorraine and I have this like bizarre connection um, that's just like very celestial and uh, makes a lot of sense for just who we are as people. And is, I'm, I feel very, very, very grateful that we have this connection. And then I have someone who, who can understand this type of stuff. Um, but one of the ways that I like to explain it is uh, how about how insane it is, is that um Lorena's mom 
or Lorena and my, our mom, sorry, our moms are siblings and her soon to be husband and my, my husband all have the same names. (laughs) So that in itself, it's just like we were brought together for some reason. Um, and yeah, it's just bizarre. Every time that we have any time apart, whether we're living in different places or we're just busy and don't get to see each other or talk to each other um, as much, um, we come together and realize like, oh shit, we're like going through some version of the same thing. Um, we both uh, kind of explore our art in very similar ways. Um, we both mine our pasts and um, a lot of it is is for healing. Um, but you know, healing in a very creative way. And it's also just what we're passionate about, you know, really kind of digging deep into our experiences of our childhoods and teenagehoods and, you know, early 20s and just all that has come before and those relationships that have come before and those experiences that have come before and explore that in a very creative way and um, sometimes somewhat public way. You know, for me, if you followed me for any amount of time, you know, I'm constantly, you know, putting my shit out there, um, and exploring that part of my life. Um, Lorena is an amazing photographer. And so because, you know, we both do this, she's been kind of documenting all of our friends' lives, but especially like for, for me, like our life, um, forever, um, which was very convenient when I self-published my book as a website, Binge My Story, um, because, I was able to, you know, have Lorena help me. And that's just where she, I, uh, I knew I wanted to do it in a multimedia way. And she has this wealth of photographs of, um, you know, my transformation and my, our lives and all of that stuff. So that was, so she was a big part of, um, my, my, that version of the book. Um, I've since taken that version down, um, because I'm trying to get it, uh, officially published um but i'm sure that when that happens because it will happen guys <laughs> someday it will happen that she'll be a big part of that as well um so yeah uh lorena is the senior is one of the senior photo editors at uh, refinery 29 um she's an amazing photographer her website is lorena gomezsanchez.com so you can check that out and see some of her work i think that she told me it hadn't been updated in a while but it doesn't matter all of her work is really incredible um and you can see more what i'm talking about you can really see a lot of lorena's life um through her photography um because we both document our lives guys (laughs) it's just really crazy and vulnerable and you know hard sometimes but it's you know, how I experience life and how she experiences it as well. Um, which is really nice. It's really, it's really good to be able to have someone who I may have said this already, but who, um, you can understand who, who understand you on a creative level as well as all of the other levels. Um, so I feel really, really, really blessed, um, to have a friendship like the one that Lorraine and I have, um, she became a sister to me during a time when my my real life sister and I weren't really living together. Um, when my parents got divorced, my sister kind of lived a lot with my a lot of times. My sister would live with my mom, I would live with my dad, and vice versa. So we didn't really spend as much time together growing up as I did with my friends who became like family. Specifically, um, from thirteen on, Lorena was was that person. Um, so 
one of the reasons why I'm nervous and embarrassed, just to explain that, is because, you know, when you're really close to someone and they become like family to you, it allows you a comfortability to be a little crazy. (laughs) Um, And I had a very intense um, teenagehood and Lorena was there for all of that. Um, She is the person who saw me the night before both of my suicide attempts. Um, And, you know, we both experienced the world in very different ways. And that created a little bit of friction at times. Um, Also, I just like didn't know how to handle things. (laughs) Um, So I feel really strongly about taking personal responsibility and that time in my life, because I was so deep in my illness and so deep in my shit, I couldn't really see beyond that. And so I lacked empathy for, for other people, how other people were experiencing what I was going through. Um, And I had to spend a lot of, my recovery, um, the beginning of my recovery, uh, apologizing to people for being manipulative for, you know, lashing out. My, my anger was really intense because I just like, didn't, I had a lot to be angry about and I didn't know how to process it. And I would take it out on the people who were closest to me. Um, and Lorena was one of those people. Um, so, you know, I, you can hear, maybe you can't, maybe only I can because I know what's going on in my head, but I knew I was going into this and talking about things that we've never talked about really before. Um, and I definitely talked a lot <laughs> and maybe didn't. I feel like, I also feel like I may have said this before, but um, earlier on in this intro, but that I didn't really leave room for Lorena to answer things as much at certain times. Um, so sorry, sorry, Lorena. <laughs> I was nervous. Um, So yeah, this is actually the first of the rest of the podcast, which is all me talking to my family members. So every episode is going to be this vulnerable and and I'm this nervous. Um, And yeah, I, I hope you guys enjoy it. I, I, had a lot of fun. It was also really scary, but it was a lot of fun. Um, Lorena, I love you. And thank you so much for, for agreeing to do this. Um, and I hope we do more in the future. (laughs) Guys, Lorena and I think that we're the funniest people in the world, especially together. And I fully believe that we should have our own podcast because we should just bring that um, hilarity to the world. (laughs) All right. Um, I forgot to mention this. I really wanted to kind of give some backstory of this because we are best friends and we've grown up together. There's a lot of names that we throw out there. I tried to edit as many out as I could. I apologize if it gets confusing. I, I think with the amount of that it is left, it will be fine. But one person who I really wanted to give a small backstory to um, is Andrew. Andrew was a really close friend um, to me and all of my friends in high school um, and middle school um, and was Lorena's first love and is actually the reason why Lorena and I know each other. Um, Andrew is who brought us together, introduced us to each other and how we became friends. he was a really important person in all of our lives. And unfortunately, about five years ago, Andrew uh, died of an overdose, um, which was a really huge wake up call to all of us. Um, it's really 
heartbreaking um, and is something that still affects us to this day. Lorraine actually did a really beautiful tribute to him in her thesis project and really kind of delved into her relationship with him and what he means um, to her then and now. Um, so I just wanted to give that little bit of insight. He was mentioned once before in another episode, in the episode that I did with Summer, um, and I never clarified who he is. So I just really felt that for this specific one, especially because he was such an important part of my friendship with Lorena, um, I wanted to mention that. So I apologize for making this intro even longer, um, but I had to come back and record that because it's important. All right, love you, I swear to God, this time this episode is starting now. So my initial thought of like wanting to talk to you was because you're a person who for a long time I just like projected that like you were just super comfortable in your body. Even though I knew, you know, obviously like everyone, even at that time, like all teenagers and everyone has have their own insecurities and their mm -hmm. own shit like you just always seemed like very comfortable in who you were and sure. like confident yeah. in who you were and like in that directly correlating to like you be like in my head like mm -hmm. directly correlating to how you felt mm -hmm. in your own skin sure um I think I was thinking about this recently too like if we're talking you know body specific in high school I never I never thought about my body at all yeah and I think that I just was always just like ah, whatever like and I look at pictures of myself now and it just seems like I don't know. I'm. I'm almost like horrified's not the right word, but it was just like, oh, I, like. In what do you mean? Like in what way? Um. Just I had a totally different body. Right. The way that I look at it now, I'm just like, oh, my body and like metabolisms were different mm -hmm. and whatever. But like, as I mentioned before, it was like I was eating like Wendy's and mm -hmm. pizza and whatever. And but at that point in my life, it never was like, if I like had a was carrying more weight or whatever mm -hmm. um I never thought of it like that um I think I have more body insecurity now yeah um and I don't really know why I mean I feel like partially it's just that's something that happens when you get older yeah um I think that's pretty natural and like I also just like knowing you like you were very carefree mm -hmm. teenager and and like early 20s yeah. I feel like kind of early mid 20s was when until I got acne and then my life yeah and then hill. and that was the end <laughs> it, no that really I really yeah. consider that a big turning point in terms of I lived my life as this like or I you know projected that my life or I felt like this confident person mm -hmm. in many ways I did feel like that I was like my name is Lorena I'm the motherfucking shit. <laughs> this is who I am. And this is who I am. And fuck you. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. I'm cool. Right. I was not cool. <laughs> I was not cool. You were the coolest. <laughs> but it was, it was really until I got, I got severe acne at 20. And all of a sudden I began mm. to look at myself in the mirror and I was like, I am so fucking ugly. I can't, I couldn't stop saying that to myself. Right. It was just like, and I remember I was living with Christy at that point, and she was like, she was like, what happened to you, man? Like, you used to be like, oh, like, Lorena, you're the shit. And I was like, yeah, but look at my fucking face. Yeah. Look at it. Yeah, so for, for anyone who's listening to this, Lorena and I went through the acne issue at 
the same exact time. <laughs> uh, too late. Too late. Too late for acne to be showing up in our lives. Um, I actually, when you with when you're saying that, because I was just thinking like as I was speaking on this, because there, I'm trying to remember when the like troll doll analogies became like a thing that you would say all the time. Wow, I don't even remember that. You would just constantly call yourself a troll, like a lot, like maybe every day. David, go by David. No, go get my. We have a doll named David. Oh, your. I was like, is that your troll name? No, he's a troll. (laughs) Okay, I'll show him to you later. Okay, cool. He's our new friend. Okay, cool. Nice. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I think maybe it was around that time that you were just like, I'm a fucking troll. I'm a troll. And I, I think that was the first time. And yeah, and it was, yeah, when the acne stuff started happening, we were both just like, what are you using? Like, I was like, what happened, to, what yeah. happened to my porcelain yeah. skin? What kind of Biore product do you have? But How also, yeah, this? it was the the need to try to like clear my face almost just made it worse because yeah. it was, yeah. it was Well, it puts the focus on it because mm-hmm. it's like you're trying to fix it. I mean, and that's basically like, that's an analogy for my whole life Mm -hmm. with my body is like there's the there's the issue the quote-unquote issue like Mm -hmm. to start with and then it's the constant need to try and fix it and be told that you need to fix it and be like by society or people who are around you or like being given suggestions of like things that you could do in order to fix it it's like that's where all the focus is yeah so of course you're gonna be like consumed by it and in retrospect it wasn't even that bad no but like it felt and to me looked like was a volcano erupted on my face well i also think if you were if i guess i was accurate in like thinking that you felt very comfortable and confident in your own skin Mm -hmm. and then that was the first time that you were having to even bring any attention to yeah how you felt I think that that was the point where I began to level out because I was such an extreme, um, annoyingly, overly confident mm-hmm. person. I don't think you were annoyingly overly <laughs> In my right. view, I was like, right. God, that was so fucking annoying. Like, yeah. Whether it was like part of me or whatever and in some ways might still be in whatever way. Mm-hmm. It almost, like, I needed to go through the the acne and, like, that, like... There needed to be something... I needed to balance myself out um, in order to just, like, bring me back down to to earth. Right. You know? Um, I also think around that time, maybe a little bit later, like, when you were living with... um, We won't say names. When you were living in Williamsburg. And, like, that... And you were... I don't know if you were super stressed out or like really what what was going on at the time, but um, that was the first time that I had ever heard you even talk about your weight because your roommate was point was like you're so skinny, like oh you're gonna eat a salad at the diner, like whatever, mm. and like that that's like the only or not the only memory just because you know we lived together like. As we grew, grew older, like, of course, like, those topics would come up. But mm. at that time, that's the first memory I have of you even, like, making any comment or, like, n- even noticing, like, oh, this is, like, what I, 
and I and I thought it was so strange because I was just like, oh, what? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Lorraine even like thinks of these things, and also just because it was it wasn't true. Yeah. Like it was all like bullshit coming from for you know for other reasons why right. those things were coming up. But you were like. I don't know if you even remember this. Not really. Yeah. I think I think it maybe would make I don't know if like your mom had something said something, but I think people were like concerned that, that you I was were, skinny. That you were losing a lot of weight. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. And I don't even remember because again, like I look at photos of myself from that time period and like it was like I was wearing youth medium t-shirts right <laughs> like yeah. my jeans were suctioned to my fucking right below my waist With your side belt <laughs> my side belt and it, like i saw a picture of myself the other day and i was like is that what i looked like like i just don't even but again it goes back to like i don't remember thinking any differently or that some i was just like i was just like this is what i'm wearing yeah like i don't know i'm um, like who cares but like yeah 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 but yeah, and then I guess I do recall, like, I don't know, being called out for being skinny. But again, I didn't think of myself as being... I didn't think of it either. If And for me, it was like... I mean, I just remembered that there were, like, a couple of time periods within that year's span where, where I had legitimate health concerns for you. Mm. But they didn't have to do with your weight. Like, it was more just, like, you know... I think also because I wasn't, I wasn't sleeping. Yeah. I was drinking a lot. Yeah. Um, and maybe I, maybe I wasn't really eating. I don't know. But well, like. I think that if I remember correctly, that that was, that was kind of, you were just like, I was so busy. I, I mean, Ben does this too. And it's such a, it's a concept that I don't know how to wrap my brain around, but like forgetting to eat. My Ben does that too. Yeah. I, I can't forget to eat now. No, but then, but at that time, I think you were, it was like the stress of like ending college or whatever. And I don't mean to like, like focus on your weight. I just, I'm mainly bringing that up because that was the, for me, I mean, we had been friends for a lot, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know, like seven years at that point, something like that, maybe even more than that. How long have you been? Yeah. Senior year. Senior years. Uh, uh, no, senior year of college was two thousand eight for me. Yeah. And we were began to be friends in seventh eighth grade. Yeah. So it was already ten years. Yeah, yeah, and that was just like, especially because you know, with for me, everything was so hyper focused about sure. my body and my weight. Like that was my whole life was just focused on my on my body and my weight and my mental health. So it was like it for me. It was like whoa, like oh. This isn't just something that, this is something that we all deal with. Because I think it took me a long time to realize that everyone has their shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and that, and that everyone has their shit in their life, but also, like, with how they feel about their bodies. Mm-hmm. And, like, sometimes it comes later, sometimes it comes earlier. But everyone goes through it. Yeah. Um, and I think with you, like, that was the first time that I realized, like, from the, like the troll doll thing to like the the, but I, honestly, even I think with the weight, I think it was just like a shock for me to even hear you mention mm-hmm. your weight in in any capacity. Um, but I think even with that, you were like, 
fuck you. <laughs> like, whatever. Like, I'm fine. <laughs> like, yeah, because you were. Yeah, <laughs> essentially, I always thought that I was fine. Like, Well, I think you always were. I mean, even during... I was never... Even during the, like, the 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 years of, like, Drunk Lorena, like, I I knew you would come out of it. Like, there was yeah. never a part of me that was like, oh, Lorena has a problem. Like, <laughs> I mean, I thought, I was like, there's this is a phase that has got to end. But, like, I didn't think that it wasn't going to, like, I always knew you would come out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'd been around a lot of people who I knew wouldn't come out of it. Yeah. So, like, I just, it was never a... Um, yeah, I just, like, knew you, so I was mm-hmm. like, oh, this is just, like, a thing that she's going through, <laughs> and, it, and it'll be over. Yeah. Please let her not <laughs> fall asleep somewhere and get hurt, like, um, but yeah, like, I I think you always, you always were going to be, yeah, obviously, I mean, you're fine now, like, you yeah. always were going to be fine. And, you know, my mom or whatever, you know, will still make comments or like, oh, you lost weight, and it's like, no, I literally, no, like, I think yeah. that... It's just like I don't know if it's weight that fluctuates or I don't know or water retention or weight like fluctuates. We're humans and yeah. our bodies change and they fluctuate for a million different reasons. Yeah, and it's like, but it's like I, no, mom, like yeah, I'm, like I'm fine. Like just yeah, it's either I don't know. Some days I'm more bloated. Some days I'm not. Like or just some days you weigh one thing and some days you weigh something else. I mean that's totally like that's that's why. And, like, I hope that we eventually come more to this place as society, but, like, where the direction that it's going to is, like, the health at every size movement, where it's, like, weight is not the, the, weight's not the thing that decides, that says how healthy you are or not. And, like, but it's what we've been told forever. I mean, for literally forever. Like, that's, Mm -hmm. that's been the, like, this is the bar. Mm -hmm. And we can you because it's easy to be like well i'm going to look at what someone looks like externally and then make my judgment from that place instead mm-hmm. of being like okay well, what are their like tests like what's their blood work like like what is <laughs> the rest of us that like there's so many different factors yeah and um but i think yeah especially for our parents it's like i don't think it's an easy thing for people of their generation to understand that yeah I think yeah totally I think my you know just with regards to my mom she's you know she's had her her own personal issues with Mm -hmm. her weight especially recently but I think I think the birth of of my nephew her grandson really just like invigorated her in a different way right and now it's like she's almost so much more energized and like is willing to take care of herself and Mm -hmm. like do these things and um it's been really fascinating to see over the last three months yeah it's like oh you needed this job yeah a hundred percent i mean we all yeah (laughs) (laughs) have you had the tea it's yeah (laughs) oh oh, i'll try it um i think yeah anyone close to you like knew that that was the case that it was like once the once Danny's kid was born that like things would go on and upswing. I mean, mm-hmm. I can say just like from my experience, like 
it's hard like not having I mean your mom works but like being alone all the time Mm -hmm. is fucking depressing and like being at home alone Mm -hmm. all the time is it makes you crazy even when you're like doing all the things and like taking care of yourself you know like I use all my tools I do all the things I try to but then I'll like fall into these depressions Mm -hmm. and be like I don't know why this is happening and like I can't seem to like pull myself out of this as fast as I want to because when you're just stuck with yourself and like there's no when there's no responsibility outside of just taking care of yourself it's like you it's not healthy it's not healthy and it's not and it doesn't feel good Mm -hmm. I think your mom like needed a purpose yeah 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 a hundred and fifty million percent yeah um yeah, she she needed something to make her feel. Because like, I think that she was just getting to a place where she was like, I'm so old. Mm-hmm. I'm so fat. Like, and I'm just like, what are, like, what are you talking? Like, what are these words you're saying? Right. Like, you're 68. You are far from old. Mm-hmm. You, you know. Like, and she's not fat. Yeah. <laughs> like, and like, she's just like. And even it, if she was. I, I, yeah. But it's like, yeah. you, like, you know, like, it's these yeah. stories that we tell ourselves. Oh, yeah. And it's just like. And when, when you're, again, like when you're alone Mm -hmm. and then those stories ruminate and there's really no one there outside of yourself to pull you out of that, it's hard not to go into that cycle. Even for someone like me, who's been doing this shit for like 15 years, like, Mm -hmm. or my whole life, really, like I know better. Yeah. But it but it doesn't mean that like I won't go down those cycles sure. like for like it's so easy to mm-hmm. to go there cuz it's like to speak well of yourself when you're feeling like shit is does not feel authentic. It just doesn't feel authentic and it's like you have to do that anyway. Like you have to be in the uncomfortability mm-hmm. of of it not feeling authentic and just like saying the affirmations and like saying like the things that feel like bullshit at the time in order to pull yourself out of it. But sometimes it's not enough. Yeah. And like, if you don't have those tools to begin with, then what is stopping it mm-hmm. from happening? It's mm-hmm. like, it's just so easy to fall down. And, and again, like with age and with weight, like societally, that's what, those are the focuses. What I've noticed and this is, it's like, I was talking to somebody the other day about it. And I was like, fuck, I hit 30 and my body went downhill. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like, it's so much like harder for me to like, not lose. I'm not trying to lose weight, but mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I've just noticed that my body has changed and just like accepting that mm-hmm. is like a whole process in itself. And it's just like, okay, this is, this is what my body is now. And like. You know, getting pregnant terrifies me because mm. it's like, oh, that's another fucking change. Yeah. Like, I see people, like, and they just, like, spring back to their rock-hard abs. And I'm like, my body's, I don't know if my body's going to do that. Yeah. Like, but also the problem is the fact that that's, like, a, a, even a story that is being told in in media, in, you know, like, get your post-pregnancy body. No, no, no. But it, I'm not even talking about that. It's just people, some people's bodies... Oh, Just no, totally. Spring back. back. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's also a narrative that has been yes. sold to us forever that, like, yeah, get back to your, like, you're never, your body's never going to be the same after you give birth to a child. Yeah. That's, that's an insane thing to even think. And yet we're trained to want that. 
Mm-hmm. Like, even though I don't think anyone actually believes that that's possible, I think we're trying, we're, we're conditioned to be like, well, we need, like, we have to get back to where, where we once were or even better or like mm-hmm. whatever, which doesn't make any sense. Like, especially I was looking, I was reading, do you know who, um, do you remember the Hills? Mm-hmm. Do you know Whitney mm-hmm. from, um, so she, I guess she just had a baby like recently. And so she does this thing on, she has like a, I don't know if it's like a YouTube show or whatever, but it's like talking about her, like, I love my baby butt or like whatever. It was like, I love my pregnancy butt or whatever. Um, and I came across one, I think it was like last week, no, a couple of weeks ago. And she was talking about that, this exact thing about like your, how your body changes after pregnancy and she was going on and on about how like you know I'm just so thankful to breastfeeding because you know it's helping me to lose weight and I and like for for me it's like I've been through this shit like not everyone has gone through this shit not everyone knows like what's like a thing maybe you should say or you shouldn't say and like I understand it yeah breastfeeding like helps people to lose the baby weight but like to like use that as like a motivation I don't know and for me I was just like Oh. Yeah. Like, why? There's just... I mean, we're only recently in this, like, time period where acceptance and, like, body positivity is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so people are learning. But again, and, but, and, and it's interesting to me because then there's, like, another person who is, like, a very tall, thin woman, which doesn't mean that she's comfortable in her own skin, but, like, exuded confidence and being comfortable in their own skin and I'm totally projecting that she you know but and then it's like yeah got pregnant body changed in third and I think she's in her 30s and it's like oh like how do I how do I battle this yeah and again like everyone gets to that place I guess of you know maybe that's what it takes is like getting pregnant and your body changing and then realizing like oh my god I have to like re-establish my relationship with my body. Yeah. Where maybe before there wasn't even one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of, like, rambling at this point. But, like... Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just... I don't know how I'm going to feel or how I'm going... How just, like, dealing with your body changing is, and, like... Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like I'm, like, okay, I'm understanding my body now and, like trying to work on my body now and like whatever um and then you know dealing with the experience of being pregnant and like accepting that your body's constantly changing Mm -hmm. and you're growing a human and like and you have no control and yeah and it's just like this is just what's happening and um yeah and then the 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 post-pregnancy and then being able to accept that this is what your body is now Mm -hmm. and like not necessarily like, okay, I want to get back to what I was before. Maybe what somebody was before wasn't necessarily ideal either. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some people love their post-pregnancy bodies because, like, their boobs are bigger or, like, mm-hmm. whatever. And they, I don't know. Um, yeah, I feel like, and this is kind of, well, it's kind of, it's all on the same topic. But, like, I feel like I've been struggling a lot, especially with doing this, like, doing this podcast and, and wanting to, and even with the blogging and with telling my story and when when I was like writing the last um, edit of the book, I'm so hyper aware of like 
the body positivity movement and there being like there's a lot of judgment in that movement in itself Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of judgment on weight loss and there's a lot of judgment around like what's okay and what's not okay which is insane because the body positivity should mean that like all things are are viable Mm -hmm. but um and everyone's journey is their own journey and it's the acceptance and loving where you are and who you are whatever but I'm so hyper aware of that and like not wanting to like offend anyone when it's because like and as a he- even as like a health coach where it's like, oh, I'm trying to like help people mm-hmm. accept and love themselves now. And like when, you, you know, to the point where it's like when you're saying like, yeah, you know, they love their post-pregnancy body, like their boobs might be bigger than their boobs. And like in my head, I'm just like, yeah, but like, it's okay. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. like wanting to like <laughs> interject being like, but even if they're like, it's accepting it at all stages. And I say that and absolutely that's true because that's the actual ideal is accepting it no matter yeah. what. But I'm not fucking there. Like, yeah. I'm not there. And I think even my last like depression, um which I, like, had told you about, like, I had saw my weight and whatever. Mm-hmm. It, one of the reasons why I, like, sunk so low and was, like, I'm a failure or whatnot was because, again, it's just, like, another version of taking in societal standards but in a different way of being, like, well, I can't, I haven't accepted myself and so I'm failing because I'm not, I want to lose weight. Like, I'm, you know, not okay or not comfortable with where I am right now and I want this. And it's, like, or even feeling like my past journey of having lost, you know, the weight that I lost and going through the the journey that I went through and feeling like, oh, I can't even really speak on that Mm -hmm. because then I'm going to, like, offend someone, which is an insane thing to think. Mm -hmm. But if you spend any time, and I'm sure you have just with Refinery, like, like, and with doing that, like, the projects that you the 67% and all that, like, if you really look into, like, comments and, like, things that people are saying, it is very, like, you will get people who speak on, like, not being comfortable in their own skin. Even, okay, so when I did the article, Mm -hmm. um, the comments, most of the comments were all, like, super supportive and positive. All all of them, even the one that I'm going to talk about. There was one person who was, like, you know, like, your body looks just like my body. And can't, don't you realize that if you're putting out that you're not okay with, like, how you are, then that means that you're telling me that you're not okay with my body? Mm-hmm. And I was like, but that's... My journey's not your journey. Yeah. Like, I have my own fucking shit that I'm dealing with. Yeah, it's not just all exterior or anything. Or... And, and that's the point. Like, yeah. the whole point of it is it has nothing to do with, like, the exterior. Right. It has to do with what's going on in my head and, like mentally but like it's such a bizarre it's a weird thing because I went from one one extreme of being like well the only way that I'm ever going to get anything in my life and the only way that I'm going to be happy and the only way that I'm going to have love and the only way that I'm going to have the friends that I want to have or whatever is by losing weight Mm -hmm. and then losing the weight and being like feeling feeling better because I'm being more active and I'm like living my life, which I wasn't doing. And then, and then going on this weird, like this other journey of where it's like, did you read your, your thing? Oh yeah. Patience pace. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know <laughs> exactly. But when I went on, when I went on the like 
where I was relapsing and like gaining some of the weight back and like, and then, and then hitting the place where it was, where with working with Christina, her being like, you know, you need to accept yourself no matter what. And like, and then working on that stage and then getting to this place where I'm like, oh, well, like nothing, you know, well, that didn't matter because then I still hated myself. But if I'm being honest, like I felt better about myself, not because of my weight, but because of being, I was a functional human in the world where Mm -hmm. it wasn't just like, I'm only seeing you. Mm -hmm. I'm only hanging out with you. I'm only hanging out with your friends. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, yeah, I don't know. It's just so bizarre that it's like, okay, I'm 32 and I'm still dealing with this shit to the point where I was like, I don't know that I want to coach people anymore because Mm -hmm. I'm not feeling like comfortable I can't accept myself right now and I'm working on it mm-hmm. which is stupid because you can coach people and of still course. get them yeah and I know that but um but I had those like when I was like really in a bad place like mm-hmm. that's what I'd be like ruminating on yeah um but it's such a weird thing because it is a new it's a new paradigm that's an important paradigm and like a shift in in society right now that we should be Body positivity should be a huge thing that we're talking about. That's important, especially for women, but also for men. But, you know, Mm -hmm. there's this other layer of it that is, of course, going to be there because Mm -hmm. there's extremes in every, any movement or any, anything in general where it's like, there's all this judgment on, well, what does that mean? Right. And I think that really got into my head and fucked me up. And Mm -hmm. even like, I don't know, it's just another like weird... I think it's also so crazy that they're, you know, that we have to have this thing, not we have to, but like that we have now this movement of body body positivity because there was a point where it was like body negativity. Mm -hmm. So it's like, how the fuck did we like move toward body negativity to then to then be able to have or have to have the body positivity movement? Like just the fact that there's those that that exists. That that's in a discrepancy. Yeah. That, like that was something that society made, mm-hmm. and we needed to have something that counteracted that. Yeah, I mean, it's insane. Yeah. Because we're we're and also <laughs> the fact that like it's just coming about now. Yeah. Like within the last three three years. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I can't. I just, I wonder what it will be like for the next generation. Like what, what being, you know, cause I was never told you, you're okay just the way you are. Right. That was never, you know, maybe, you know, no, never. No, well, I think that yeah. with, with all these movements and this inclusivity mm-hmm. and body positivity and, you know, everybody is beautiful. There comes, there is a, the opposite side of that, Mm -hmm. which is narcissism. And Mm -hmm. like, you know, people are exploiting themselves and putting themselves out there. And it's like, you know, that's great that you feel empowered and like, you know, want to put yourself out there. But there's also like, I don't know, I feel like there's a, a downside to it. Well, there is a downside to it. And I mean, I understand for me, like, I have to put myself out there in order to heal. Cause but you're not putting yourself oh, yeah. out there in, like... Uh, I'm talking about the younger generation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The younger generation totally. is coming up with, you know, all the, you know, social media. They're ingrained in social media. Facebook, mm-hmm. high school, middle school, whatever. 
Snapchat, Instagram, right. God knows what else. Mm-hmm. They're not learning the polar opposite sides. They're just learning this right. thing. Totally. Yeah. So I think that, that that's where the downfall is. Mm-hmm. Because we grew up in a generation where we didn't have the knowledge that we have now. We didn't mm-hmm. have the resources that we have now. Absolutely. Like. Yeah. Or he, like access to right. like different healing modalities and different points of view or, or any of that. Yeah, none of that stuff was the platforms for people to, you know, share stories even. Exactly. So for and I'm sure again, like I just knowing from being a person who had an eating disorder, like having mental illness issues and having an eating disorder is very isolating. And I'm sure that it is still isolating today um, because social media can also feel very isolating because you're looking at all these people and just projecting whatever, like, your assumption is of what they're putting out there is like, oh, my God, well, they have the best life and they could be fucking miserable. Yeah. But but there's much more access. And it's the reason why I do all of the things that I do and the reason why I put myself out there and I share is because there is so much more access to, like, oh... My story is not unique. Mm -hmm. Because for me, I was like, I'm the most fucked up person ever. Mm -hmm. And this problem is just one one for me. (laughs) Like, I'm the only one dealing with this. And like, in my world, that was true. But once I went into hospitals and I was like, oh, I'm like, actually not the most, like, this is there's a lot of people with a lot more problems than, mm-hmm. than I do and a lot more issues. But like nowadays there's more access to, to see that, that where it's like, you're not alone. Like right. your, your story isn't unique. And you know, because of that, there are ways in which to navigate it and like get to the other side of it and like, you know, go through the roller coaster of it. And mm-hmm. sure it's not easy and it's not fun, but it's like worthwhile or feels worthwhile at times. <laughs> um, but yeah, I yeah. But then there's also you know, like you said, like there there's another level to it where it's like there's also an because of that accessibility, there is also an accessibility for someone to live in their eating disorder by putting themselves out there in that way mm-hmm. and being like this, like my body has to, I have to put this filter on it, or I have to like my body has to like look like this or mm-hmm. like whatever, like it's yeah, or exploiting stuff. Yeah, it's it's a weird. I'm grateful. Even though I felt very alone in my own shit, Mm -hmm. I would prefer what I went through to growing up now with social media. Oh, 100%. 100%. Yeah. Because people, you know, also on the opposite side, not to say that everyone growing up now is like a narcissist, but Mm -hmm. it's like teenagers are fucking cruel. Oh. And. Yeah. Like. I can't even imagine the cruelty that's happening. Because we grew up, like, we're, we're, we, I think, are, like, a very interesting generation. Mm -hmm. Because we grew up when the internet was just started to become, like, a thing. The internet. The internet. So we had, I mean, like, you have, like, how many conversations have you, (laughs) do you have, like, printed out? Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Like, we had online bullying. Like, the majority of the bullying that I think I dealt with in high school was on the internet. Yeah. And, like, so that shit existed, but in a totally different way than it does now. Like, in a much less intrusive way than it is now. Mm -hmm. Because it was very much just through, it was just through AIM. Yeah. 
So, like, could you imagine them there being fucking Instagram, Facebook? I mean, we had Facebook. I know we didn't have Facebook no. until, yeah, we long had, after. I think we had MySpace in high school. And Friendster. I don't think, I think we, MySpace started, yeah, Friendster. I think I was out of high school, though. When MySpace happened? And Friendster. I feel like I no, was, like. you weren't. Because I had MySpace in the 11th grade. So, my senior year. You had MySpace in junior year? Okay, I don't I don't know. Um, Yeah. It, it's all just like, but even then, MySpace, you could only have two photos. Eight. Oh. Well, you could have two. No, you then... could have your top eight, which is yeah, a yeah, whole yeah, yeah. other fucking you could have two thing. Photos, and then they allowed you to have more photos. Right. Yeah. Okay. But so, like, it was, ba- there were boundaries. Now it's yeah. just like a fucking. Now, I mean, yeah, people have just found more and more ways to be mean. more fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's. Yeah, lack of human connection. I mean, like, even with... When I watch Stranger Things, even though it was, you know, the year that it's supposed to be is the year before I was born, Mm -hmm. there's something about it that it's, like, so... It makes me so nostalgic. It's almost painful. Like, it's borderline where I'm like, oh, like, I just... I miss that time where it's, like, you talk to people on the phone and, like, a landline and, like, just... Uh, hung out with like saw people face to face and it wasn't you had to make more of an effort Mm -hmm. there had to be more of an effort for human connection but it almost felt easier it was it was less insane yeah now i feel like it's time i don't know there feels like there's more pressure i feel more pressure now more pressure to do what to stay connected with people Mm -hmm. and that's like me i mean like you don't really do social media all that much and like i I, I do I try to like not do it as much now but like mm-hmm. there have been times but especially with like me putting my story and my shit out there like I feel like pressure to like make sure like say happy birthday to some like someone <laughs> or like you know what I mean like stupid shit that really doesn't matter but there's yeah. such like a thing my thing is I mean I don't really I don't Facebook I don't tweet I I do Instagram mm-hmm. and whatever and I keep in touch with the people or reach out to people that I want to yeah and I don't yeah I don't feel that pressure it's like Mm -hmm. you know if I want to text Joe Schmo from six years ago then you do it yeah and like as it should be yeah and like Mm -hmm. in terms of like you know I put I use Instagram or social media Tumblr um I think Instagram and Tumblr are the my two biggest things but Mm -hmm. like I'll put something out there and like, if it resonates with somebody, cool. If anybody wants to like it, cool. Maybe I'll reciprocate and like, you know, engage. Maybe I'll like your photo. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'll fucking like your shit. I don't know. But it's also an algorithm too. Like I don't get fed half the shit from like I know, which drives me fucking crazy. Yeah. For anyone who's like trying to start a business and use social media as a, as an outlet to start a business, Mm -hmm. the fact that they use the algorithm and it's not based on time. Yeah. That's the worst thing that ever happened to Instagram. Because I was like, fuck. Like, I don't... It's not even a guarantee that people are seeing this. Like, how am I supposed to get clients to, like, get people to read this thing if, like, it's not even going into their feed? (laughs) Like, like, what's the the point? And then, like, you know, sometimes I... um, I get so surprised if, like, I do an Insta story or something Mm -hmm. or, like, even whatever post... The pe- like the people that like it or you know mm-hmm. or look at it or look at yeah. it or whatever and I'm just like yeah do you follow me that person doesn't follow me who is that person like mm-hmm. I think that's just so interesting so I don't know I don't feel again like I don't feel that pressure um 
I'm just kind of like, I just do it. I don't yeah. Know. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'll, there's also like, you have a very robust social life. And like, I, I, love I that word, robust. it is, it's, it's very robust. I used you're, it in, I use it in my essay. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. The one, the one you're working on my today. Great. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Good job. Good job. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And like where I tend to isolate a lot mm-hmm. more. So like, I'm very limited. I limit who is in my actual life. Right. And because of that, like I, it can be really lonely. So then I just like end up in social media because mm-hmm. it's like a form of human. It's a, it's a terrible form of human com- connection. I mean, yeah. in some ways it's, it's, I understand the value of it and I can see where I've watched like communities be built within it. Mm-hmm. Like sure. Within even like, the body positivity world or like the health coaching world, like seeing people who are in recovery from eating disorders, putting their stories out there. And then other people who are in recovery, like there's a lot of people who I follow who I don't know, like who are Mm -hmm. all over the world because they're also putting their story out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's great. And that's like a, a valuable tool for anyone who is struggling And then there's this, like, sanitized, like, terrible feeling of just, like, fake connection Mm -hmm. and just scrolling mindlessly through other people's lives while you're just, like, laying in bed all day Mm -hmm. and just being like, oh, my God, like, what am I doing? Like, why am I even taking this in? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, what what purpose? Because it's almost like... Well, I don't have anything else to do or anyone else mm-hmm. to talk to, so let me just look at every like. And really, it's like a fucking. Like, oh <laughs> yeah. Like, Sometimes Bleh. I want to throw my phone at the damn window. Oh, I throw my phone all the time. Yeah. I'm constantly just chucking my phone across the room. Yeah. I'm just like ah, stop that's, looking at. That's what I did the other day. I was like trying to write a paper, and then I was like on my phone, and I was just like, ding, ding. I'm not even doing anything. Just, yeah. You just get in the and zone. And then I just took my phone and chucked it on my bed. I was like, and it fell behind a pillow or something, and I was like, all right. If I need it, I have to go fucking looking for it. I stopped charging my phone in my bedroom. Like, I don't Mm -hmm. bring my phone in the room at night. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I can't. Like, I have to set boundaries for myself. Because especially with, like, Twitter, it's so easy to just get. And that's not even, like, a social thing. I got an email the other day, and it was like, check out Sarah Romero White's 30 new tweets. I was like, 30 (laughs) new tweets? I don't even I retweet. I don't really like tweet that much. Well. I just like retweet mostly, but sometimes I do. If 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 scum stuff is happening, scum, scum. Oh my god, I'm so conscious of how to pronounce it now that I get called out. Scum, scum, scum. Um, but yeah, like that's more just like to being inundated with horrible things that are happening in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's such it's. It makes you feel like shit after a while. It's just oh, yeah. like, I don't even mean Twitter. I just mean social media in general. Totally. It's just like, ugh, I don't, it's this like, isn't real. Yeah. And like, I get really sucked into the, um, many things, but I get really sucked into cake decorating uh-huh. videos. Oh, mm-hmm. mm, Why those. have you not watched The Great British Bake Off? I, I, you don't have time. I don't have time. I know. Um, <laughs> at some point in your life, you have got to watch it. <laughs> um, and, uh, and then I'm really into, um, Charlie Heaton and Natalia Dyer oh, right now. Me too. Oh, I'm just like, oh, I love me, Charlie Heaton. Yeah. I'm like, let me follow your relationship. Please. Wait, you were, okay. Oh, I'll tell you this later. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Wait, they're in a relationship? Not confirmed, but totally. Jancy. <laughs> 
Jonathan Nancy. Hashtag Jancy. <laughs> That's amazing. Now I'm going to be even more obsessively looking at oh, it. Yeah. 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 My newest my newest one is Sam Smith and um, Brandon Flynn from 13 oh. Reasons Why. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed. It's so, mm-hmm. it's so bizarre. But it's so that stuff I find fun. Even yeah. though I'm sure like for them it's not fun. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where it's yeah. like, oh, your my your entertainment is my relationship. But come on. I mean, sometimes I'll just like Google often. Um, Justin throw Jennifer Aniston. Oh, I know. Oh my yes. god, I love looking them up. Yeah, I mean, this is part of our friendship. Is <laughs> <laughs> like being obsessed with these things, oh, these celebrity the relationships. Ben's like, what are you doing? Just like Justin Theroux. I don't follow Justin Theroux on. On Instagram. I do, but he doesn't really, like, he yeah. doesn't post anything. I don't follow like, any celebrities, really. See, I fill my Instagram with celebrities. I don't really, f- like, pay much attention to the actual people in my life on Instagram anymore. Yeah. I, like, only really look at, I'm, it's, like, basically, like, a gossip site, but just coming, <laughs> but, like, coming straight from the source. Oh, my God. Yeah, <laughs> I find no. it so fun. And honestly, actually, I think the one of the other reasons why is, like, that makes me feel better. Mm-hmm. If I'm not focusing on people who I actually know, right. and I'm just, yeah. like, looking at, like, this, you know, sensationalized, like, sure. people I'm, you know, we never meet in my life or come across, mm-hmm. like, it's it's more, it's less intense. Right. It's, yeah. You're able to be, like, it's more uh, fun and less, like... Yeah, it's, a it's like, yeah, it's fun. Yeah. I'm just, like, ooh, like, like Busy, Phil- you, Busy Phillips is... I don't follow her. Okay, so she... But I, I have looked at her feed, yeah. But you've heard of her, like, Instagram stories? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I will watch them obsessively, and I'm just like, this is so funny. Like, so ridiculous and so fun. But I love her. But I'm just like, yeah, I I can watch that and, like, laugh and just be like, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so, like, yeah, she was getting her hair dye pink again. I just, <laughs> like, I just found out how to mute people's Instagram stories. Oh, wait, what? You can do that? Yeah, I found that on Friday. I was like... Wait, how, you're going to show me how. Yeah. Because I need to do that. I instantly I have too went many. and hid a bunch of people. Yeah, I can you mute their feeds? No, just their Insta oh, stories. Yeah, I, I need a mute button for feeds. Yeah, that needs to happen. Yeah. Um. Okay. So now that we've gone into sorry, we've celeb celeb instas as as we would. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I got so the other part of um what I wanted to just kind of touch on is because I feel I like I talk obviously talk a lot about my story mm-hmm. and um my history and I. I feel like I've never, I mean, we don't really talk about, like, I don't know that we ever really have talked about it. Mm-hmm. I honestly, other than, like, my parents, maybe my sister kind of, like, I haven't really ever had, like, a conversation of, like, what people who were there, mm-hmm. like, what their experience of it was. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I have no sense of, like, yeah, what that was like for people. Are you talking about, like, a specific time? All of it. I oh. mean, it was a long time thing like it was like I mean I was sick our entire friend like Mm -hmm. our from the moment we met like Mm -hmm. I was already not doing well I remember actually um and one of the like this was like a really kind of defining moment for me with when it come um to Andrew was like I remember I was supposed to go I was supposed to hang out with you guys uh and this was like in the beginning of you and I becoming friends and I think I was supposed to we were supposed to go like bowling again or something Mm -hmm. and but my mom wouldn't let me because I had um I don't know if she found something that I had written or had said something but I was like 
something about me like being suicidal mm-hmm. um and my mom wouldn't let me leave the house and i was like so mad and andrew called and kind of like talked me down and that was one of the um that was like a really defining moment for me like in my friendship with him where i was like oh like you're like a really good friend to me like mm-hmm. you actually give a shit um but that was in the beginning of like when you and i even really mm-hmm. started hanging out so yeah. it was really I don't, you never knew me not being like that. Right. I mean, I don't know if you had any sense of, like, what was going on, but... I honestly was almost, like, so naive, like, that I was just kind of just, like... I didn't think of it as, like, I don't, uh, like... It's just like, oh, she's going through this thing. Like... Right. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay. Hospital. laughs> it's like, oh. I remember, like, being, like oh, like, I can't imagine, like, going through that or, like, that's really crazy, like, mm-hmm. you know. And I remember my mom or, like, somebody saying, like, oh, it's so sad. And, like, it's just like, yeah, she'll, she'll be okay, like, mm-hmm. you know. And I know, like, for, I mean, because, like, you're, like, my sister. Like, mm-hmm. you, like, we're, like, family. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, I could not comprehend that you didn't understand. Yeah. It was, like so foreign to me that I was like how can she not see like how serious this is yeah well also like at that point in my life and even still to this day like I you're the only experience that I've had in that totally so it's like up until that point I was like this is so foreign to me Mm -hmm. so again like being naive it's like I have no idea like having no knowledge background knowledge as to anything like and when you're 15 years old Mm -hmm. like you're just kind of like... I know. You yeah. Know? But, like, I think that as it, as we, you know, I began to understand more, you know, I never... I knew that you were grappling with, like, you know, many different things. Right. But it was, like, you to me were always, like, it was, like, Sarah. Like, yeah. you know, like... I also think, like, one of the great things about our friendship, and especially at that time, because, like, obviously as we got older, like, our friendship got deeper and we were Mm -hmm. able to, like, I mean, we always talked about shit, but, like, we now will talk about anything and it's, Mm -hmm. like, whatever. Um, But I think at that time it was, like, when we would hang out, we would just have fun. It was, like, we're just hanging out and, like, laughing and Right, and I think that as we got older, it, you know... I just wanted you to have fun and I didn't also comprehend that like if like it, you know as we got into college and whatever and it was like oh we're going to this party and like you know you were like I don't want to go or like I can't go and like mm-hmm. I knew that you were just probably making up excuses as to why you couldn't go mm-hmm. somewhere and it was just like just have fun mm-hmm. like that's all I wanted was just like just come on if I can have fun like but know. like on the other side of that like sure. what my experience was when I would go to those parties is like, I was parallel. Like I didn't know how to talk to anyone. Mm -hmm. Like I knew how to talk to you. Obviously, like I was always very comfortable with you Mm -hmm. and like very comfortable with our group of friends. So I knew that I knew how to be a social person Mm -hmm. because of that, because I was like, well, I'm so comfortable in just myself and just like ridiculous and goofy around all these people. But then as soon as I got around new people, Mm -hmm. I shut down to the point that like, I did not know how to even like, form a sentence like I remember there was a time when at um the the dorm room and um someone one of your friends I can't remember who it was um but one of your you were going upstairs um to like hang out with Matt uh Siafi yeah uh and uh 
Um, and so I was like, he left. lived downstairs, by the way. Okay, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Um, your twin at the time. Um, so, and I was left. Oh, you lived on the ninth floor. Sorry. Yeah, I was like, it was definitely upstairs. Even as you said that, I was like, how is that even possible? No, somebody else lived downstairs. Um, a different person in the desert. Um, and I was left alone with one of your other friends. And it was so painful. Because we were both just sitting at the table. And I was just like, and it was complete silence. Who was it? I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. But it was one of those, one of the guys that, like, you hung out with all the time. I can't remember his name. Like, Fro. Tim Duffy? No, no, no. It was someone who you were close to, but I don't remember who. It was someone with an M. Mike? Mike. Mike, Mike yeah. Bruce. Yeah. Um, and it was, I was just like, mm. And, like, or even, like, when we would go to Rhode Island or, like, when we would go to, like, these parties. And at that time, I was, like, more coming into my own and was, like, more comfortable. But I just, like, didn't know how to talk to people. So, I still struggle with talking to people. Oh, so do I. Because I'm like... We're not gonna be friends. I don't want to yeah. chat with you. Yeah, but at that I already time, know. Yeah, I don't like you. But at that time, you weren't uncomfortable talking to people because you were just like, "Who gives a shit?" It's like, always wasted. Yeah, yeah. That was, a th- and I think that that's probably was my, you know, I don't know, it's maybe some sort of defense or something like just mm-hmm. oh, getting totally so drunk that I could just like. Well, that's why I would just like smoke. Yeah, and I'd be like, because drinking just kind of. Drinking kind of had the opposite effect on me where, I mean, maybe not, maybe this happens to other people, but I, I get more in my head when I'm, when I was, would be drunk yeah than I do when I smoke. And I get in my head when I smoke, but like, if I would be drunk, I was like, there, I would not be able to have a conversation. I was either loud and dancing and ridiculous mm-hmm. or completely silent. Like, mm-hmm. c- I couldn't. <laughs> and, that, like, that's one of the reasons why I didn't want to drink anymore. So I was yeah. just like, this makes me feel like shit. Like, why yeah. would I do that? But, yeah, no. Totally. And I, and I, and it's weird because, like, I know, like, we would fight a lot about it. Especially, like, in high school. Because, like, I couldn't understand. Like, I just, like, could not understand it. Yeah. And those were moments where I was just, like, I don't understand why yeah. she's getting so mad at me. Yeah. Like, I just could not wrap my head around it. And, like, I would get so mad that you were mad. Because I was, mm-hmm. like, I just don't get why you're mad at me about something that's not something to be mad at me about. Like, right. and that almost made you matter that I wasn't getting. Yeah, because I was like, how could you not say this? <laughs> like, how can you not understand? Like, oh my God. I know. And I think it was just like, because at that age, in the same sense that like, it was, you know, that you couldn't understand why it would be something to be mad about or like, or like, just like, oh, just have fun. Like, it's a thing. Like, we're fine. Like, whatever. I couldn't understand. It was like a complete miss. Yeah. We were both coming from two totally different vantage points. Mm-hmm. And there was no middle ground because we weren't old enough for right. there to like, to. I mean, we, thank God, like, you know, we both got older. <laughs> we both got more mature. But aged. Yeah. And we also held on to our friendship. Like, it was like important enough that we worked on it mm-hmm. and we stayed friends for, you know, obviously forever. Mm-hmm. And, um, and like came to an understanding of mm-hmm. just like, oh, like you're you. I'm me. This is how I, this is my experience of the world. This is your experience of the world. And like, we can both, we can have, we can each have our own individual experience of the world. And also, I mean, I think, and then this is, this was not fair to you. And in my, in my head, it wasn't fair to me because I was just so like in my own shit where it was like, 
I'm just, in general, just a very monogamous person in every area of my life. Mm -hmm. And so when it came to friendships, especially because that was all I had at that at at that time Mm -hmm. um I like was like this is my like okay well like this is my person like of course we're gonna hang out I mean and we did like of course we're gonna hang out all the time and Mm -hmm. like of course this is like and so it was like I was like well if we're best friends then like you need to understand (laughs) like you need to get that I'm not okay Mm -hmm. but like because I was so like lonely that I was just like mm-hmm. oh like and also just yeah I was a teenager who just like didn't get it like yeah. was in my own shit but yeah and I knew like I knew you didn't understand mm-hmm. I just didn't understand how someone couldn't understand <laughs> <laughs> because I my life was the life that I had like I came from a family where there was always drama and yeah. everyone always talked about it. either there was all these secrets or mm-hmm. everyone talked about everything. So, mm-hmm. but for me, everything, all, everything always had to be on the table because yeah. I always had to be in therapy. I always had to be talking right. my shit out. Like I always had to be facing my, my yeah. issues. So like, that's how I, and, and that was how I was raised. Mm-hmm. So like I came from a completely different type of situation where I couldn't, like not only could I not talk to people about anything other than my problems who I didn't who I didn't already have like a a, a solid friendship with mm-hmm. but like I just like couldn't even think of it like it was just so mm-hmm. foreign any other way was so foreign for for me yeah yeah so like I guess yeah and the other thing the other thing is like before both of my suicide attempts like you and I hung out yeah which I always was like, I don't, you know, how did that, like, I don't even know if it did affect you. Like, in not in, like, a, a you, you're, you're insensitive little bitch. <laughs> just in, like, I don't even know if you, like, I just always imagined that, even at that time, like, how confusing that must have been. Yeah, and I think that that was, like, yeah, I guess it was just, it was very confusing because I was, like, I don't know. You don't, at that age, you don't have the tools to understand that, that, you know, your friend when you're 16 years old is all of a sudden calling you from the hospital Mm -hmm. when, you know, running into your sister in the hallway and then she's like, oh, you didn't hear? And Mm -hmm. it's like, what? Like, that's how you found out? mm It was from Danielle? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought my parents had, like, told you. No, your sister told me in the icebox. Oh, whoa. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it was, like, a before, right before the icebox. Yeah. I never knew that. And she was walking toward me, and I was walking basically into the cafeteria. And she was, like, I was, like, hi, Danielle! And she was walking with her books, like, clenched to her chest. Wait, but we weren't in high school. I mean, we were in high... That's not possible. Yeah. It, but I... My first suicide attempt was after my 16th birthday. So it was in July. My first whoa. suicide attempt was, like, when July. When was your second one? When I was 19. So I was a senior. Okay. Yeah. So that the second one was when you mm-hmm. found out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Wait. Right. Because when I was in Renfrew is when you sent me, like, the letters about Jeff. And you mm-hmm. were in high school. I don't know why I thought... Oh, okay. It's all... Yeah. It's all Cause coming then I, back. Yeah. Come coming back to me now. Because... Yeah, because now I remember, like, even, like, writing about, like, well, Lorena got into SVA, and, like, so I need to go back to SVA, because, like, so that, yeah. yeah. Wow. That's so bizarre. I, yeah. 
So then did we? I'm No, we did because it happened on a weekend. It happened on a... It must have happened on a weekend. Your we, first one, you you called me. And um, then I called Vin. I have no memory of this. Wait. Okay. I called you <laughs> yeah. from the hospital. Uh-huh. And you were like, I'm in the hospital. I remember I was sitting on my bed. And I was like, oh. Okay. Are you okay? And um, I, I don't remember what you said. Maybe it's written in a diary. Mm-hmm. I'll find it. Okay. Um, and then I remember calling Vin. And, yeah, and he was like, oh. Was it Vin? Yeah, it had to have been Vin. Um, and then... Yeah, I don't remember anything else after that. Um, well, you came and visited me. Yeah, that I remember. And even when you came and visited me, like, we would just, like, joke around. Yeah. It was yeah, like, yeah. we're in a mental hospital, but we're just like, yeah. rah, 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 like, being And that's also the thing. It was like, I, and this is my own perspective on it, is that I never, I felt like I just never considered or treated you differently, and maybe mm. I did from your perspective. I don't know. But no, like, you it was didn't. It just like, yeah. Oh, yeah, like. You didn't, and that's why I would get angry. Yeah, because I was like, "Can't she see? Like, this is not a, <laughs> this is not a time. well, not not like during those times." Because for the most part, like I'm really good at, I got really good at hiding how mm-hmm. I was feeling. Like, even though I was like super dramatic, like I knew who to be dramatic around, mm-hmm. and like you weren't the person. Like, I knew that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had enough wits about me to like, and there because I would try, and it just like. Wouldn't go anywhere. <laughs> Whereas, like, with, like, with other people, like, I could get, like, super dramatic. Mm-hmm. Um, and manipulative. And mm-hmm. just, like, you know, everyone needs to feel bad for me. Like, I'm mm-hmm. sick. Um, and, uh... But I knew, like, around our friends who I'm still... All our group of friends who we're still friends with, like, that specific group of people, I wouldn't... Like, I loved us Mm -hmm. because we once we were together it was just like we're just gonna be fucking idiots and just like joke around and like do the dumbest shit ever and just have fun Mm -hmm. and so it was like I I held a lot of value in that so I didn't I never wanted even when I was like you know in really bad place and like not when I was like alone like not doing well at all or even if we were together and I'm sitting, standing there, like, going through my shit in my head, I it was too valuable for me to, like, bring that part of myself into it. I mean, even not with you, but with, like, our group of friends. Like, I'm not, you know, I have a hard time. It's easier for me to write a blog post or do this or, like, put my shit out there than to even attempt to have a conversation about like my mental health (laughs) with like our group of friends Mm -hmm. because I'm just like well these are like people who I love like who I love more than anyone but like they're they're we have fun right like and it's going back to what you said earlier about like labels it's like nobody sees you and it's like this is our friend Sarah. She's sick. The, 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 what about yeah. the mental health yeah. issues? Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, and I and and I held a lot of value to that, mm-hmm. which is like I didn't want to fuck with it. I think, and I'm saying this now. Like mm-hmm. then I don't then I don't know that I was aware that that was like what was happening. But I think yeah. I was like really. I didn't have a lot of. It took me a long time to make friends. 
I mean, I had like one-on-one friends, but like a group of people really happened in sixth grade. And because it took me so long to get to that point where I felt like I belonged somewhere, I really, it was like so precious. And I don't know, like maybe you had the same, a similar experience, mm-hmm. but where it's like, it was like, well, this, this is a very precious friendship to me. Oh uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's, it's a very special bond that we have, but I think that it was a little different for me because I had, and still have, like, and I think a lot of people do, like, just many different... Mm-hmm. Do you mean our group or, like, you and I? Our group. Yeah. You know, then, it, you know, there's your college friends. There's totally. There's high school friends. There's, totally. You know, I mean, I don't mean now. I mean mm-hmm. then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, like, at that time. But, you know, yeah, like, because you always had many groups. Sure. Yeah. 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 So I think all those groups to me at that point were all, you know, very unique, Mm -hmm. but very different. Totally. And there were some overlap and, you know, but I felt like I could kind of just like go between them. Yeah. But like, but thinking like that was then and thinking on it now or looking at it or living in the now, Mm -hmm. there's the only group that really remained is, is is the high school one. Yeah. Um, but I think even like, as soon as we became friends, we were just like inseparable in a way where it was like when you were navigating all those different groups of friends, like I was going with you. Yeah. <laughs> like I would go with you to all the different friends and like meet all the different mm-hmm. people and like hang out with all the different people and the boyfriends and like the whatever. Like I was just like, you know, like you're a shadow. <laughs> Here I am. Here I am. Because to me, it was just like, oh, this is my best friend. Like, of course. Like, blah, 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 blah. And, like, I don't imagine that it was probably more... And, again, I might be projecting this, like, but probably a lot more pressure on you. That mm-hmm. I... Maybe I, like, put more pressure on you mm-hmm. to, like, include me in things. Sure. There, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Um, I did feel that pressure, but there was also the... It was almost, like, pressure that... You were putting on me, but it was like, why is she putting so much pressure on this? Because, like, obviously she's going to be invited. Yeah. So it was like, I just didn't under, again, I yeah. didn't fucking understand. Yeah. It was like, it almost then became false in some way, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, like, totally. Um, Forced. Yeah. yeah. And it was like, okay, come hang out with us. But, like, I hope she doesn't think that I'm like, Making like asking her to come hang out because she yelled at me about not hanging out with me yesterday <laughs> when I was with this person. But like, yeah, you know. So I think that there, yeah, there was a lot of pressure. But like, I think that it, um, it would go in in in, in waves because mm-hmm. once we, after like the initial any initial blow up, it mm-hmm. was like, okay, it's a little weird, and then it's fine. Well, because I also think that like whenever I have blown up or like have had like a like I, you know. Maybe not whenever, but, like, most of the time when that has happened, I immediately am like, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, why did I do that? Yeah. <laughs> and especially at that, I was more, like, I think I felt more, maybe I didn't have an understanding of it so much when we were in high school, when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. and I was just like, no, I'm right. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm the one that is being <laughs> hurt in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, whatever. I am right. Um... But, like, definitely 
eventually, even, even then, like the longer it would go on, like the more I would get to the place where I was just like, like, this is stupid. Like, Mm -hmm. why am I so angry? (laughs) Why is this like, and I mean, and it's like, why? But at the same time I knew why. And it was just cause like, I, you know, I didn't know how to make other friends. Mm -hmm. And, And I was like, well, like, Lorraine is my best friend. Like, I need to hang out with her all the, all the time. And I think also just, like, with all the stuff that I had gone through, I was just terrified of people leaving and just choosing not to be my friend anymore. That yeah. I was just like, well, the only way that we can continue to be friends is if we do everything together. <laughs> <laughs> because otherwise, we're not friends anymore. <laughs> and then I can't, you know, because I feel like you got a lot of the brunt of that. Mm-hmm. Like, more than anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, I'm like, thank God, finally waiting (laughs) all these years, but it's something that like, like when I had to go back and rewrite all of this stuff, like I wrote, I couldn't really go into the details of like our friendship. Like I Mm -hmm. didn't, I did a little bit, but like I mostly focused on other things, but like when she, when Alana was like, well, you need to, like, you're not talking enough about your parents. Like, you need to talk about your relationship with your parents more. And because I was scared. Like, I was scared of even opening that up. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, you know, you mentioned, like, Lorena. But, like, we don't really know who Lorena is or, like, what this is. And I was just like, okay. But, like, walking on eggshells around it. Mm Because, like, we've never... I mean, we've talked about it. But, like, we've never really, like... Because we just move on. It's just like, okay, this happens. And then we move on. And, like, we're Mm -hmm. really... Like, our friendship is what it is. And, like... But, like, I was so scared to even, mm-hmm. even coming here today and being like, oh, no, I'm going to, like, just talk about it. And, like, even though I know it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, and that you're totally open to, like, having these conversations. It was still, it's still, like, a scary thing for me to even sure. just, like, yeah, bring up. Because I know that there's, like, remnants of it mm-hmm. that, like, still remain. Mm-hmm. And, like, Yeah. Because I am, like, alone all the time. So I'm just, like... And I I mean, I hope you don't think that I put pressure on you now at this point. I mean, I know that, like, when I moved back, Uh that I was, like, going through, like, a thing where I flipped out. But, like... um, But, like, I tried not... Like, I'm very conscious of it. Yeah. Like, I'm just, like, you're going, you know... You're going through your own (laughs) shit, like, with... And that's also what's crazy is that, like... We're all just, like, in our 30s and, like, life just got more complicated and, like, you know, I don't know. I don't know what happened to time. I don't know what happened to, like, I don't know. Days go by and I'm like, I don't know where time goes and, like, Mm -hmm. prioritizing different things and, like, people and, like, oh my god, yesterday I had somebody. um, I was talking about balancing work and school and personal life and I was like I was like oh you know it's just like using two different parts of my brain that's just like really intense and really hard to juggle at times and you know shifting gears and it takes a toll Mm -hmm. and she was like totally she's like it's like when you're in like an exercise class and you're going from thighs to arms really quickly and it's like no I I just need a minute (laughs) and I was like <laughs> it is nothing like that. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. Things we blink and time's just like bye. Mm-hmm. Like Murray's getting married in two weeks. I'm like 
also I look to these like ex- like those moments where it's like okay we're all doing a group dinner for Murray or like me too yeah Murray's wedding it's like okay that's a time where we can all like hang out your potluck that mm-hmm. was like okay cool we can hang out with Jeremy and Amy Sarah and Ben Murray Ellie like mm-hmm. it's great to see your sister and Meredith and Nissa yeah um totally no and, and I do it's like yeah Woo! okay yeah I yeah. and I feel the same way I'm yeah. just like because it was, even though like. As not busy as I am, I'm so fucking... I feel like... I'm just like, oh, God. Like, there's just... Where's time? Yeah. Because my not busy time is when everyone's at work. Right. It's like the weekends still get booked up. The, like, you know, after work or whatever, like, Ben and I are just, you know, you know, managing Ben and I. But, like, it's like... And I'm sure you can relate to this in your own world. Like, I've lived so much focusing on my past. Mm -hmm. Or focusing on my future and not so much living in my present Mm -hmm. that it's like I'm either nostalgic for the past or wanting things to be a certain way in the future and like terrified of like losing like like we're gonna be alone (laughs) like like terrified of things in the future that it's like once you kind of can get yourself okay, like, no, like, things are fine. Like, yeah. things are fine. Like, and we're all good here. And, like, I also just, you know, I have a very different... Obviously, I'm an adult, and, like, I have a different... I don't have those, like, those things anymore where I'm just like, well, we're not friends because mm-hmm. we don't, like, see each other. Like, because all of my friends, I don't... Really don't see very often. Yeah. Like, whether they're in L.A. or whether they're here or wherever. Like, we all just make time for each other when we can. And, like that's okay mm-hmm. um but it's still like yeah it still makes me sad oh sure I still get like super sad sometimes yeah. and not not as much as like I used to but like mm-hmm. well certainly not as much as I used to but even like a year ago mm-hmm. or whatever when I'm just like oh like I miss us <laughs> like I miss like our friendship and not, not like I'm not even just like us, but like yeah, just yeah, yeah. like the collective, the us. collective us, like whoever that means. Mm-hmm. And not even our group, like just like mm-hmm. other people also. Where I'm just like, oh, like I want to hang out, like, and especially with you because like you are like, like sometimes I feel like I pushed myself onto you to become, but I I feel that way, and then I'm also like, no, like that's not real, like. Mm-hmm. We are so close. No matter what happens, like, mm-hmm. and no matter how much time or where we live or, like, whatever, like, you're always going to be, like... You were my sister when I didn't really feel like I had a sister because mm-hmm. of whatever Danielle and yeah, I were yeah. going through. So it was, like, I grew up with you as being, like, my sibling, and which is why I would fight with you and why mm-hmm. I would, like, <laughs> have these, like, misunderstandings. Because I wasn't doing that with the only other person who I did that with was Callie yeah and she and that was the same thing like she was like my sister and Mm -hmm. so I had this like familial comfortability that I was like able to be a crazy person yeah (laughs) and like be like like have those like lash outs and like it's been you know understand yeah it's like learning to understand that that's un- like that that needs to be enough that that's like you know sure. that that connection exists regardless mm-hmm. um yeah it's like and at the end of the day we're also all fucking crazy in our own way oh, yeah. so it's like you know 
if anything happens now, it's like, all right, I can just know you're fucking crazy. And yeah. Like, it's cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like, okay. Yeah. No, totally. <laughs> I'm gonna let you finish, but. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and it's all part of like growing up, but it's like yeah. hard. And especially like, that's maybe the one area where like looking at Instagram, like is not like the healthiest thing when I, not, not for people in our lives actually but like when I look at like the Jedediah Jenkins like stuff and you look at that group of friends and just like how much they just make time for each other mm-hmm. and like go on these trips and like do all the, like obviously they, they, have, money. they have money and yeah. different types of lives um 100% but I'm just like I just want that I just want I know I just want to hang out with people guys <laughs> like can't we just have fun we talk about that all the time it's just like ugh, like can we just have money and just like yeah just like, and just do whatever do whatever while like doing what you love yeah and like having that be what's bringing in income mm-hmm. and so like not having to worry about shit yeah yeah and it's again it's like you know who knows like that may very well happen at some point in our lives but it's like things just are the way they are yeah. right now i think we're all just like hustling now so totally. that way life can get just, easier yeah life please can God. Get easier yeah. yeah and like like you said before too like everything's all good life yeah it's good yeah and as hard as things are now they're easier than they were yeah like it's just a different kind of hard yeah. it's a much more grounded hard where it's mm-hmm. like it makes more sense and it as much as it doesn't make any sense and it's like i'm in my 30s <laughs> what am i doing why am i poor yeah <laughs> why am i poor and what do i want like you know I, mean, I don't think that question ever goes away no i don't think it does i think it can become more directed yeah. I think you can have more of a clarity mm-hmm. around it. And, of course, obviously, then that changes. Mm-hmm. But, like, isn't that, you know... I know for me, it's, like, what I've wanted has never changed. Mm-hmm. It's just how close I've gotten to it is mm-hmm. what's changed and how much more, like... It's, like, I'm more impatient while also being more patient. Mm-hmm. It's, like, more, like, oh, like, uh-huh. when is this gonna happen? But yeah. also just, like, oh, all I gotta, I have to just do the work. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, like, it's gonna be when it is. Mm-hmm. And then it's, like, but is this really what I want? What do I want? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening? Yeah. Ah. yeah. Yeah. The constant battle. It's a constant battle. But I think, like... You know, at the end of the day, like, we just have, like, there's some celestial, like, weird, like, connection that we have. Mm -hmm. That it's, like, we're just really lucky. Like, Mm -hmm. no matter what we go through when we come together, it's, like, oh, we're going through, like, some version of the same thing. Sure. And, like, that's bizarre. Like, that's, like, not not everyone has that. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, like. We're just really lucky to have each other. <laughs> and to have each other for as long as we've had. Yeah. Because I'm not, like, I know that I'll never have a friendship like this mm-hmm. again. Like, that's just not feasible. Because there's no way that anyone can know me and go right. through everything that, I, that I've gone through mm-hmm. for as long as we have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I mean, there's something special about people that just know your ins and outs from when you were hadn't a clue mm-hmm. as to what the fuck you were doing 
And I think also the fact that we lived together and like we lived together during like a real weird time in life, like a real weird time. And, and still, even though it was like, there was some crazy shit going on both in the world and our personal lives, we still like had so much fun. Like we made it fun. Like we would go, it would be like traumatic or fun. Yeah. And it was just like, well, I guess we're going to laugh about this or just like (laughs) figure out weird ways to do things and make money and just like survive. But, and I think just even having, and even though that was only two years, it felt, it feels like a much longer period of time to oh, me. Oh, yeah, because it dragged on. Yeah, because it dragged on. And it was, like, so... The darkness dragged on. Yeah, yeah. It was just always dark. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that and it's... That even just kind of, like... And, at, yeah, at that point, we had already been friends for, like, 12 years or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. But it was also interesting, like, you were then also navigating being in a relationship mm-hmm. and, like... You know, and then where my relationship was, like, fucking crumbling at that time. And, like, yeah, I think that, yeah, I don't know. Life was just really fucking crazy. Yeah, it was really crazy. Bless. Bless. Bless our 20-something. Bless our 20-something. Bless our teenage selves. Yeah. It was a... Yeah, and yet, like, sometimes I still miss it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, ugh. I miss being dumb. It was, I, I seriously miss being a fucking idiot. Like, not, like, no, no, I miss it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Not like really, but no, 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 I totally like, it's just like, can I go back there? (laughs) Like, carefree. Yeah. Yeah. Not paying my student loans. Yeah. I mean, that's a whole other thing. But like, yeah. (laughs) Just being like, he's cute. Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Or like, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um... Yeah, it's a weird thing. And it's also just like, well, that'll, that's gone. Yeah, like, I texted Alicia the other day. Um, oh, because Ben and I went out. And I was like, we are out. <laughs> we are out. Oh, my God. And um, I was texting Alicia, and I was like, uh, I was like, I was out till 2 in the morning. Whoa. And I was like, wow. Uh, or it wasn't even 2. Um, but like... It's just like, I can't imagine being out until four o'clock in the morning anymore. I'm in mean, even wasted. even you saying two. I'm like, how? No, oh, how? No, it, I don't think it was two because I no. <laughs> but it was at midnight. We were like, we went to um, see Princess, the Prince cover band by Maya oh, Rudolph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Maya Rudolph Prince cover band. And um, oh, I didn't realize that was Maya Rudolph. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so cool. It was awesome. Um, and then there was a Michael Jackson thriller dance party afterward. Um, so we stayed for a little bit after the show. And Ben's friend was actually there too. And it was his birthday. And he showed up at like midnight. Yeah, no, it was midnight. And he shows up at midnight and he was like, hey. He said, we're going bowling. I was like, I'm going home. <laughs> I was like, your night's just getting started? I was like, that's crazy. And that was, I was how like, we lived. No, no. And I was like, you know, I was like, woo, I'm out. And then I literally get on the train and I was like, <laughs> I'll sleep. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe, when I think back to it and I'm just like, oh my God, we used to start our night at 11, 
10 or 11. We'll be like, now it's pregame. And like go out at like 10 or 11. I'm like, how did we, no. how did we not we just drop down? out at like 11. We were just like. Oh, I'm, I'm in bed. I'm, last night we was up until midnight. <laughs> but on, like. On Friday we were up to like 1230. And then yesterday we were up to like, yeah, a little after 11. And even then it's like, I'm no, not. No, we got to yeah. go through the Larry David monologue, which was terrible. So. Oh, yeah, I heard that that did not go well. No, it was bad. Um, yeah, and then went to bed. Yeah, old age is a weird thing. We're not old, though. We're not old. And it's like, I feel like that there's a... I honestly hold this belief that, like, obviously we need to, like... And this goes, again, like, back to the body positivity stuff and all that. Like, yeah, it's acceptance and, like, meeting yourself where you're at and loving, you know, whatever phase you're in or, like, whatever, wherever you are at that time is great. And yet there's still this part of me that holds on to, like, you know, it's just going to get to a place where we're all just, like doing what we love and we're really successful at it and then we just have this like resurgence of energy (laughs) and and we're just like youthful again and not that we're not youthful now but I feel like an old lady a lot of the time (laughs) especially with my back and I'm just like I'm hobbling like I gotta show you though my wedge oh yeah um yeah, no, I mean, I, I, one of my pet peeves is when people are like, I'm old. It's like, shut the fuck up. Like, you are oh, 30, I know. 32. I, mean, I just said deja vu. But anytime that any one of us mentions our age, you're always like, we're not old. Yeah. We're not old. We're not. <laughs> I know we're not. We're not. 30s are very, especially nowadays. Yeah. The other day, a classmate of mine, she was like, oh, we're going to put my mom in a home. And like, she's so old. And. And I was like, I was like, how old is she? And she's like, she's 75. I was like, that's so young! Yeah. But people, young is relative. I mean, that's the thing. Age is relative. My dad's 75! But your dad's healthy. Yeah. And like, vibrant. Like, my grandmother, my grandmother, when my, when my grandma died, I think she was 82 or something Mm -hmm. like that. She had been like, you know, not functional for, and not healthy for a very long time. And and old for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Ben's Nana is still driving. And she's, I think, maybe just turned 85 or something like that. Like, it's, it's individual. I think age is, like, an individual yeah. thing. Like, it's, like, for him, 75 might have been old. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, might be old. But for your dad, it's not. Because your dad's very youthful and, like, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. is, is constantly doing that. And, like, yeah, like... I look at my mom and I'm like, my mom like is so young, mm-hmm. you know, and she's in her young sixties, but like there's other people who are her age who I would like look at and be like, they look very old yeah. and they, and not just look, but like their aura, like they yeah. just like give off oh, like, totally. a, like, Ooh, totally. like, yeah, I think it's really just dependent on the person and yeah. like the thing. That's true. Yeah. All right. Thanks for talking. No problem. (laughs) Thank you.